0: Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that, and if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You could do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much, and have a blessed day. Good morning, everyone. Today's scripture comes from uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 9 and 17 through 19. This is Jeremiah's call and commission. Now that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I form- formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to, to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. But you... Gird up your loins, stand up and tell them everything that I command you. Do not break down before them, or I will break you before them. And I, for my part, have made you today a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall, against the whole land, against the king of Judah, its princes, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you.
1: All right. Good morning. morning. (laughs) I I guess y'all was expecting Brittany, you know, Brittany got a haircut and turned black. (laughs) 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 All right. How y'all feeling this morning? All right. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you and say thank you. We thank you for all the things that we've been through, all the hard trials, all the good times. Lord, we ask you just to bring your spirit in this place. Lord, we welcome your spirit in this place. Lord, let me step out the way that you be, what you have to say be said, Lord. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So, our So you heard our reading for today. Um, so in going in our previous sermon series, being bold, in gratitude, in um, bolding ourselves and giving thanks to our, with our whole heart, giving, um, getting in the habit of uh, practicing generosity, hope, the expectation. I may not see it physically manifested, but God, you are true to your word. Prayer, acts, seek, and build relationships. The agent of activating our faith through prayer in our personal time and corporate environment, um, as we did last week, um, just exchanging prayer and praying for each other. Um, That was a wonderful practice um, that we continue to do. Um, So my question is to you today, what is God calling you to? Sounds ominous, don't it? I know it sounds deep and spiritual, but we're all equipped with some God-given gift, but only you've been anointed to do. So there's, there's something in you that God put just that speck of godness in in you that, that's you, that's, that's, that's your gift. We spend most of our lives trying to reinvent ourselves for the sake of fitting in, trying to do things so out of character that we, just for a moment we think, mm, just for a moment think about that time that you tried to wear fill-in-the-blank or tried to play fill-in-the-blank sport, instrument. or those skinny jeans and leggings are not for everyone. (laughs) Come on, praise the Lord. Mm -mm. So for me, it would be me trying to play football Yes, although I do look like I would play football, but yeah. Um, <laughs> during my sophomore year of high school, I let's say I got this wild hair. I say, hey, I want to fit in. I want to be with the cool kids and whatever. And and I said, I'm gonna go play football this sophomore year. Now, now anybody that ever played football, you need to be doing some kind of training in your freshman year or even before that, and to be conditioned and trained. And so three weeks of playing football, getting knocked on my ass, basically. Um, uh, it was, yeah, about that. That wasn't for me. So in our text, we see the point in which God called out a reluctant Jeremiah, who was a teenager. Mind you, if we bring it up into now, he was a PK and his father was a well-known preacher in the suburbs. So just just take, take so think Evanston. So his, his, his dad was the pastor of 1st uh, first, first Evanston. So, you know, he's like, God, I don't want to be this. So like many of us, he tries to find any excuse to say no. He tried it with God, and God was like, okay. You know, he was like, well, God, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm young, but God... I don't know. And, and God was like, well, don't worry about your youth because I'm with you and I've given you the words to speak. We see this also with Moses, um, who who wasted his youth herding sheep, fleeing Egypt, um, spending four years beating himself up because of his pride and anger and guilt of killing someone. God called him to speak to Pharaoh. I'm just reading. I didn't put that in the, in the slide. But Moses said unto the Lord. Please, please, Lord, I have not been eloquent, neither recent nor in past time, nor since you spoken to me, your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Lord, I, Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth or who makes the mute or deaf or see or blind? Is it not I, the Lord now go and I will even I be with with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. So Moses is like, hey. I, I'm stuck. I, I, I don't have the words to say. I stutter. But God is with him. So there's three three things that we encounter when we serve God, especially for us church folk, professional church folks. Say ouch if you need to. <laughs> Running ahead of God's will. For transformational change doesn't happen by force or power, but by authority. So let's give an example. Um, Sarah and Abraham. God spoke to Sarah and said, hey, we, we gonna, I'm going to make you a mother of many nations. And she's like, well, okay, um, that's nice guy. Yeah, okay. Mm, I don't believe that. And she just laughs. <laughs> like, okay. And she called herself, you know, trying to do give God some help by, oh Abraham, go sleep with your Catholic concubine, and and we go have, and God was like, no, uh, no, you, you, so going ahead of God and trying to fill God's uh, prophecy by helping him out, like helping God out, no, or or uh, my second example, um, in the book of Acts, uh, nineteen, eleven through sixteen, where Paul. Paul and the disciples were, you know, working miracles, and the seven sons of Sceva felt like, "Hey, well, let me get let's get in on this," you know. Um, and they called itself to. I'm just read the scripture. I adjure you by. They, they tried to cast out a demon out, an evil spirit out of a, a man, and they was like, "I adjure you by the Jesus who Paul preaches." And the evil spirit answered him, "I recognize Jesus. I know Paul, but who are you?" So let's, let's bring that up to now. Like, so the seven, of, seven, of, um, seven sons of Sceva, which was the high priest in the area, Jesus, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but in the words of Maria Mar- 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 Carey, I don't know her. <laughs> so <laughs> you're like, I don't know her. So was, they, yeah, they got their tail whooped because they, didn't go, they, they wasn't called to do that. So my second, second point Retreating after we failed. We've crashed and burned. Ghost. Poof. Disappeared. I'm so embarrassed. I fell off the wagon. I called. I cursed out that annoying coworker. to get on my last good last nerve. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the list goes on. We go around feeling sorry for ourselves. This is the place where you you with the challenges of where how, where you at. Um, Let me just read you a Martin Luther King King quote. Let me see, all right. The ultimate measure of a person, I'll change that, is n- not where he or she stands in a moment of comfort and convenience, but is when he stands in the time of challenge and converse uh, controversy. Are you grounded? All right. So my next point, feelings of inferiority, sometimes massive superiority. You begin to compare yourselves with others. Oh, they're so gifted. Oh, they sing so well. They preach so well. They dance so well. My question is to you. Do you do they have the oil? They may have they may have the gift but do they have the anointing to do work are they anointed to do that work Let's, Let me give you an example God called called David and, and and told Samuel to go anoint one of Jesse's boys So you know all of Jesse's boys were all strong and 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 in might and Whatever, and, and, and when he went to try to anoint him, like the oil didn't come out, and he's like, So, do you have any more boys? And he went out, and it's like, David in the field playing with, you know, sheep. It's like, so the eyeball, and he's like, he wasn't expecting that. You know, so, and, and then, or even with Saul, he looked apart, he acted apart, but his heart was full of envy. And just something to be said, there is no need to be envious of what God has given someone else. Or better yet, waiting for someone to step up. You have something beautiful and unique to offer to the world. God is speaking to you, not that person. The greatest battle is fighting ourselves. In an age where we're preoccupied with appearance, And how we package things, saying the right thing, singing the right song, lifting our hands in the right moment, checking off the box, Sunday to Sunday, Sunday to Sunday. God slips our minds as we let acts of worship be a substitute for the fullness of our lives with God. I'll say this. The burden isn't upon the pastors and those in leadership, but as a body of believers. She's done her work, her time. It's for us to step up. We can't depend on the pastor. You have to know God for yourself. You can't depend on, oh, I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a deacon's kid or whatever. You got to know God for yourself. Some just see the finished product, but I'm here to tell you, the work is hard, but God is with us. The work makes us uncomfortable, but God is with us. The work is frustrating. (laughs) God is frustrating, but God is with us. This makes us challenge our own faith, but amen. Could you do me if I put the um, mission statement up, please? Y'all don't know how much how much prophecy is in this statement. Urban Village is a church to create Jesus loving, inclusive environments. In, in, Jesus loving, inclusive communities that unite the city. You know, with that being bold, relevant, inclusive. Look at your neighbor. And just say, you play a part. You say, you wonder how. I don't have the necessary education. I don't have the money. I'm the wrong color. Oh, I'm white. I can't speak to racism. I'm gay. I'm HIV positive. I'm not ordained. But my Bible tells me in Acts 10, 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, of truth I perceive that God is no respect of a person, but in every nation he that feared him worketh righteousness and is accepted with him. Then my Bible tells me, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father sent in my name will teach you all things and bring to your memories all the things that I said. God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. Can we just pray this prayer? God, forgive me. Say it with me. God, forgive me for idly standing by on the sideline, up front, doing the motions. If we change, if we want change in our world, let the change begin in me. God, help us to do justice, to love kindness, and walk towards you. God, I say yes.